Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. She's so lucky. She's a star, but she cry, 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 cries, cries in a lonely, lonely heart. I'm thinking if there's something missing in my life, and why do these oh, no. tears come in? Too, too early to start the tears. I'm ready to start crying already. Let's make it sexier. Let's go. I'm not scared. <laughs> oh. Will you make uh. me a woman, Mister? More baby voice, baby or the voice, Mister? Will you make? I feel like me that's more Audrey woman? from Little Shop of Horrors, but that just makes me feel like Natalie needs to audition for the part of Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors because oh, you killed okay. that. You would do a great job at <laughs> it, but that's not what we're talking about today. Yes, guys, we are. It, this is the beginning. Welcome to the wild ride. That is Britney Spears's life. So I've been excited about doing these episodes for a while. Yes, I am saying episodes. We are definitely diving deep into yes. how has Britney come from a child star and turned into a hashtag free Britney movement where every social media post you watch of her is even more upsetting than the last. And I will say that even not most of this story is upsetting. And I didn't really know how upsetting the story was going to be until we started researching. Nay, criminal? It's rough, it's dude. a little criminal. Yeah. Seriously. A lot of criminal. Yeah, a lot of criminal. And I am really blown away. And it really does, you know, obviously for all of us, her stardom, I mean... Pop music, complete music, popular music completely changed. We went from grunge to boy bands and Britney Spears. We we it changed the face of music. It changed MTV. It t- it t- turned in TV into like we the got TRL. Carson Daly out of we this. We got Carson Daly out of this yuck. whole situation. <laughs> and and but but it tells the story of America in the early two thousands. It tells the story of the fame explosion. I mean, I saw it go down. I remember seeing this young girl become popular. I, I didn't even realize she was uh, one year older than me when she, you know, this whole time. I didn't even realize that. so much that. younger than you. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, when yeah. I was young, I felt like a little kid, though. And, yes. and she seemed o- a little older than me because she was on the TV singing the songs and being sexy. And then it's like, whoa. And I always thought she was my age in watching her come up because you got to think. So she really hit it big in 1998. I was 11 years old. 
I assumed wow. she was pretty much my age Weird. when I was obsessed with her at that time period. Well, they definitely infantilized her. That's yes. for sure. Yeah. And that's what's so scary. So we're dealing with the sexualization and the infantilization of this person. I, guys, I would love to know what your relationship was to her yeah. when, like, I am just going to assume Holden. There was a lot of masturbation involved because there always is in these stories. <laughs> there was, I mean, especially when it comes to this time in MTV and this type of uh, icon. I will say, I think there were other ones in the old SB, and by that means Spank Bank is Spank what that Bank, not for. Thank, Starbucks. Thank you, but who, who knows what happens? Anytime you start jerking in a Starbucks, they never like it. No, a little harder than Brit, but I do remember. I was even just watching the music videos, which makes me feel so gross because I'm watching a little girl. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I remember being way more like pretty horned up about this. And but that's also the thing is that she wasn't a little girl. Technically, she was 17, 18 years old when all this stuff started happening. That's still like too young. Because of what they forced her to do, it seemed like she was 14 because that's what they were looking for. But that's all gross. First off, 17, 18 is still a child. Still too young and still too gross. And... Imagine the people who were producing these videos were probably older than we are right now. And they were yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, and make her men make her belly button show more. Yes. Mm, I want to see them socks. It's totally I oh, love those socks. It's totally also making a teenage girl live out the Jackie O Marilyn Monroe fantasy duality fantasy. Yeah. Virgin horror for a bunch of grown men. And a bunch of teens, and it's so confusing. It's like she's this sex symbol icon from day one with Hit Me Baby One More Time. And at the same time, she's they are making her say that she's going to save herself for marriage. It's so weird. It's so gross. It makes... It, it doesn't make no sense because because I just explained it. It is exactly the virgin horror thing. Jackie, were you a big fan as a kid? Were you like, I was way... See, my thing was that I was a huge Backstreet Boys and NSYNC fan. So, uh, I, in turn, you also... But so also, I, you were listening to new Metal, right? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this was all on the inside. No one really knew about these things. But when, when it came to Britney Spears, I enjoyed her music, and I also saw Britney open up for NSYNC during those touring years. Yes. Oh, girl. So she put on a great show. Oh, wow. And so that's when I started listening to her more because I was like, at first, I was immediately like, oh, great, another hot girl. But even though in in doing this research and learning, I was way more of an ex-Tina and I think it's because of the rivalry that was created where Extina was the fun bad girl and right. Britney was the wholesome girl next door. And what I find now so desperately fascinating about this story of Britney Spears is how it really kind of hurts my mind where she was the one that was a more sexual person and wanted to include that in what she was doing and it was the gross old white dudes that were like no 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 you need to be a baby girl you need to do baby girl stuff for daddies and Mm -hmm. so you see as her career goes on of how her way of trying to break against that mold is actually the opposite way that we've seen in many other pop stars uprising where they are told to be sexier and they are told to show their tits more and they are told to do those things. And it's the opposite when they don't really feel comfortable doing those things. Right. Well, yeah. And I think that you just said something that was really relevant in the late 90s. 
which is why I consider the late 90s to be one of the cesspools, one of the black holes of music and culture was like it was really run by people who were just manufacturing bands and singers. But it also doesn't mean that Britney Spears was not naturally talented. Oh, of course not. No, I mean, you have to, like, as a little kid, for her to even get on Star Search and stuff, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, um, you have to be good at what you do. Yes. But it was all these people who were, it was such a corporate middle management time in in the history of pop culture. And it was horrible for most music. And I despised it when it came out. It was like the antithesis of like what I liked. But I grew into liking her later songs. Yeah. But th- yeah, at, the, at this onset of it, I even as a teenager, th- I was I'm pretty close to her age. And I remember just being like, is this OK? <laughs> I I feel we- uncomfortable about watching. I feel weird. And it's even weirder in hindsight, for sure. And I feel like I was the same as you back then. I think I've come more back around to pop music in general. And my yeah. and like as I've gone later on. But of course, because this this. Exactly, though, Natalie, when you asked me about what my how I felt about Britney Spears as much as I was like, yowza, malowza, wow, what are those, what's she? <laughs> but uh, besides that, she also was a symbol along with the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and those types of things as the killers of my favorite music, like at the right. time, grunge. And I'm actually now, in hindsight, glad they killed grunge because grunge actually just put me in a really bad mood a lot. And uh, as much as I appreciate it, I can't listen to Nirvana all day anymore because it really does make you, um, I think, depressed a little bit if you do that. It is kind of fun, though, that these are the very imperative years where, like, same with Spice Girls and and also with Britney Spears, where our age differences are very rarely noticeable because we're not that much of an age difference. But this specific time period, it was a very different life that the three of us lived. I was much older than you in this specific time, like, that for sure. With pop music, too, it's usually very specific to, like, three years of an age who are the people who are the target market for those pop singers. Yes. So like that really show music stuff like that in in like pop culture is definitely a, a like a time marker for people. Yeah, dude. For sure. Like we'd be like if we were teenagers right now it'd be fucking like mumble rap. Which is, in, you know what I mean? Like, so Mumble outside rap. of... I mean, that's true. You just sound... You, you, we sound about, how old yeah, we're, like, 79 years old. Uh, the mum- little Pete. Yeah, the mumbling I'm down the I, I do like... I like the emo rap a lot, actually. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not good. against it. It's just so foreign from the grunge music and the... Peep. I mean, uh, I guess Lil Peep kind of... You could see the grunge up. in that, though. Like, that he's talking about Definitely. his... He's up in his feelings and... He's, you know, he's, he's messed up. And that was a lot of grunge. And then pop was this, like, shiny. The pop at the time with the boy bands and Brit, Brit, and Christina. It was like it was this, all this bullshit. shiny, it was glossy fake. thing. It was an, yes, the opposite Because there of are no real feelings involved in this music. Not in the, except for the few ones of when she was told she's allowed to emote just a little bit. But even you think about the songs like Lucky, where you listen to the lyrics of it, and it's actually very sad and probably it hits close to home for her. I never sure. really thought about that song until we did this and I watched her perform it and I'm like, oh my god, this is her desperately trying to get out of this. Really wants to get out of this. It's probably my favorite Britney song actually. Maybe that may be toxic, but... I, mean, I do no, love toxic. Every time. Oh my god, that damn song which we will talk about, but I think that we it's t- we need to just jump in. Yeah, this we, is let's the beginning. get into this. Go- Strap in because we are going to have a three-week ride talking about Britney, really getting deep in, but we got to start somewhere, and yes, we are starting 
in Brittany's very upsetting childhood. Born in December of 1981 in Macomb, Mississippi in the Bible Belt, uh, she was baptized Southern Baptist. She has two siblings, Brian James and, of course, Jamie Lynn, also hitting the fame game pretty hard in her uh, early years. She grew up in a small town called Kentwood, Louisiana. Her mother was a second grade teacher and her father was a contra- contractor who traveled a lot for work and drank a lot on weekends at home. And it, it's interesting that it only says on weekends, but because I'm pretty sure he was drinking any second he was awake. Yeah. Sounds there about are lots like. of interviews of the, the people that still live in Kentwood, Louisiana, where Britney Spears is the mecca of Kentwood, Louisiana, which makes a lot of sense. It's a very small town. And she is, and what they created her to be, was a the rags to riches American dream, which I think really goes hand in hand of why she had to be Little Miss Sparkle and Little Miss Perfect, as opposed to Christina Aguilera. So she even says, so. but then this is what is so interesting. Holden and I were talking about her childhood and how it was difficult to actually find real stuff about her childhood because everything that she says is for a reason. Every interview she does is manufactured for a reason. Everything that she's allowed to put into the public is on purpose. So there's only so much you can read between the lines. And I don't want to get into conspiracy theory here. There are definitely some that I am intrigued by that I've I've lost a lot of time this week into getting into the nitty-gritty of this because we are as a as a public and looking at a very public figure and trying to figure out what is real and what isn't. Yes. It's mostly her I do think that there is some val- validity and her crying out for help in different ways because she is not permitted to speak how she feels ever including as a child it is like cult mentality where you are forced to put on this facade 24 7 so that makes sense to me that there are things and i've watched these interviews too where i feel like when they ask her certain questions she starts to almost get teary-eyed the way Mm -hmm. she answers it and they misinterpret why and i really feel it's because she wants to scream but she can't. Right. I, I. Yeah. Did you guys see the primetime one was the most uncomfortable one I saw this with week. With Diane was, Sawyer? Yeah. I was trying to watch like some of the, er, try to stick with the earlier stuff because obviously we have so much more ground to cover in episodes two and three. But the primetime one, you know, there's these moments where she, she's like, you know, I know, I know this year was a tough year for you. You had these issues at these concerts. You had these issues in your home life. And she's literally just like, ah, like she's just, yes. as soon as she starts crying, she's almost like a, a, a young man is trained in a lot of ways where the, when the tears start to appear, it's like, no, no, no. She immediately asks for the cameras to stop. She immediately wants it to stop. She's not, doesn't want to show. And that's why you read these lines like, Ever since I was seven or eight years old, my mom would have company over, and I was always performing for everybody in front of the TV. Even when I went to school, I was always the weird child. I would go outside, and instead of playing, I wanted to have star search competitions. It is So from a very young age, Britney's father is a true blue addict. He is 
it seems as time will go on, we'll see he's a nefarious human being. He is someone that has always controlled her life and has never been a good influence for her. That down to, and not that I'm even making light. I, as someone that is also in debt, they were it. They went bankrupt multiple multiple times, and her father. You know, they were well, down to hunting rabbits and squirrels to feed yeah. the family. You're and only in debt to yourself. That is, not, <laughs> and that's not. This is not what the issue is. That apparently he's had many different ways of putting in uh, money and having failed businesses. He tried to start a gym. He tried to start his own restaurant. And and these things just kept not going well. And he kept taking the family's money and putting right. it he back. Was, it, he was almost being uh, irresponsible. And I certainly am not yes. downing anybody who's in debt. I've been, I'm still currently I in still debt. Moto. Totally understandable. It's more that he just didn't really take any responsibility in what he was doing. And what was the, the main problem that was wrong is they... Both of her parents are at fault for everything that happened. I agree. Because her mother, which don't even get me started on Lynn Spears, who has written multiple (laughs) books talking about how she is the perfect mother. What they did, they had no money. And they put it, they realized that Britney was talented, started with the beauty pageants, and that that they saw that that was a way. For them to start making money. And even Britney's mother, Lynn, wrote in her book, Heart to Heart, I remember we had this little family meeting and we decided that no matter what it took, we'd get Britney the lessons she needed. We all believed in her that much. And there was this clinical psychologist that wrote uh, a book on Britney Spears and looking through her child, childhood. And she said, Britney was targeted as the one that might be able to get the family out of their financial Mm -hmm. hole. And so by giving her that impression, now she's got a lot of guilt if she doesn't rise to the occasion. So she started putting, this is starting at four years old. Four. Jesus. Yeah, she's doing dance lessons and stuff. I have it three years old. Yes. And uh, performing as solo artist at the annual recital. At five, she's saying, what child is this? At her kindergarten graduation. And that was, I think, her first live singing debut. And then it's voice lessons, gymnastics, state level competitions and children's talent shows. Which you would think in any other family that this is a good thing, that they're giving their daughter this opportunity. But you look Uh... at the outside of it and that is not the case. Also, her father brutally abusive to not only her and her siblings but also to her mother throughout all of this and mm-hmm. wasting all of the family's money by being by it going back into not only his addictions but also his many business ideas no i i mean as somebody who grew up in dance i hear those things and i it's all triggering because i don't have a stage mom personally but i was around a lot of stage moms and you didn't really see the passion coming from the kids. They might have had a nice time, but it was the the parents who were really kind of like barreling these kids through these. And then, like you just said, she was already put upon at that age. She had to take care of her family. So she better be good at this. She's like basically learned that if she's not talented enough, her family's not going to be eating. Right. And she even says and she had such horrible self-esteem. That she says, I stopped having bangs in the third grade, and I remember it like it was yesterday. It was such a big deal to expose my forehead. All the beauty pageant girls did it, but I never felt beauty pageants were my thing. Ugh. She also said I had bad teeth and felt like an ugly duckling. But she said she likes having bangs now because they help her feel like she's protected. Oh, and God. she said, almost like I'm in third grade again. Ugh. There's so much, and you're going to see so much, that repeat of her trying to be- go back to childhood so mm-hmm. desperately. 
This, I think, is really telling, too. Her mother takes her at eight years old to Atlanta and auditions her for a 1990s revival of the Mickey Mouse Club. Tries to fake her age. Tries to say, sneak her in as older than she is. And she doesn't get the audition because, of course, she's way too young. She, I mean, I, I she was eight, 10. right? I think she was yeah. eight at that time. Yes, probably maybe ten is the youngest you would join the Mickey Mouse Club at. Um, so, so she was introduced to New York talent agent Nancy Carson, who got Spears's mother to move with her daughters to a sublet apartment in New York, so she could attend the professional performing arts school. Again, so much pressure. Now we've moved to New York. You have to do this. And the whole time this is going on, the family has just declared bankruptcy for I don't even know what, what maybe not the first time at this yeah. point. So, I mean, real pressure here to perform at such such a brutally young age. And and yet still in that Diane Sawyer interview you were talking about, Diane Sawyer had asked, you said at one point that your biggest fear would be to lose everything and go back to Louisiana and back to selling crawfish in your grandma's store. And she said, I probably did at one point, but it's really weird. I enjoy my life and I love what I do. But at the same time, even though we didn't have that much, I was happy then. Like, I'm looking back at it now and just the simplicity of life. It was very nice. And this is what she's talking about. She's made up a childhood in her head that was wonderful and simple. Meanwhile, hell no, girl, you have been hitting the pavement since you were four years old. There was no so you weren't allowed to be a child. Probably those times in selling crawfish or whatever were the only glimpses into a normal childhood she saw, even though she was just working still. Damn, I want some crawfish right now. Every oh. time, oh man, I was watching that little clip of her teaching people. She goes back to Louisiana on in the Mickey Mouse Club to teach suck people how to eat guts. crawfish. Mm. Mm, I should suck Ooh, out the head. Daddy's hungry. Did she have to do it like all sexy and get it like get on her shirt I'm and sure. then she had to open Every, her shirt up? Everything she did had to be in some way weirdly sexy, Natalie. I don't oh, know why. Oh my goodness. <laughs> even the way she was crawfish. described on Star Search when they're like, look at that little sexy dress you got on. I was like, Ugh. she's completely covered. Six I didn't see that part. I saw Ew. that star search, and uh, at least her performance. It's very not sexual. And but then everyone's level. like, "But you see how her sexuality comes to play." Ew, like, I don't. Gross. That's just Gross. more of. I blame again. I blame her father for that. That's disgusting. So her first professional gig was as an understudy in the off-Broadway musical Ruthless. I do want to talk about this because Ruthless. I love the musical Ruthless, and it actually makes a lot of sense because Ruthless is about a girl who literally kills for the lead in her school play oh, which wow. is why it does make sense almost to the point that Joel Paley who's the lyricist of the show said that she was very she was a, a delight to work with when she immediately came in and he said although she was a nice kid we saw a chillingly accurate understanding of the drive and passion and ruthlessness that was needed to play Tina which because like the song I was born I was born to entertain she even took it up a full tone before belt like she's belting this song at the age of what she's nine nine maybe ten at this point because she gets Mickey Mouse Club at 11 yes at the end of 1992 yeah She's just doing Ruthless, doing some commercial work, does some star search. 92, she gets Mickey Mouse Club, and this is along with casting. Can you imagine that at nine, doing all of that? I I can barely remember, like, I remember taking gymnastics at nine. Right. And being like, that was a lot. No, man, I was just in 
I was slobbering on myself, eating a bunch of Oreos, staring at pictures of Legolas. That's what I was doing at the age of nine. So so her castmates are Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling, and Carrie Russell, which is completely And like crazy one or two me. people who didn't make it, which is yeah. unfair. And then a couple of sads who didn't get <laughs> Lots of to sads do anything in after that. Who didn't get to go to a bunch of fun like cocaine parties in their 20s and stuff. And that you'll even see later on that this is the beginning of the Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. This is how it all harkens back to they started putting them head to head back then because Christina Aguilera, if you listen to it, so this is part of the conspiracy theory and I'm going to keep slightly mentioning it, but it is very interesting that if you listen to her star search, Britney Spears is a very deep voice. And it is believed that her baby voice and how she sings is manufactured. But it harkens back to Mickey Mouse Club Mm -hmm. because Christina Aguilera had that deep, rich voice. And they wanted to distinguish between the two of them. So they've always been pitted against each other. Yeah, Mm. same. I mean, even Jessica Simpson, too, who auditioned for Mickey Mouse Club at the time, she she was the third blonde. And they were just like, hmm. Maybe too many blondes. Too many. (laughs) I say cut off her head. That's what I would say if I was. Good Lord. Um, Now, talking about someone I had a J to back in the day. Either way, though. Jessica Simpson. Well, Uh, see, she uh was the most accessible one because her weird Christian upbringing was they wouldn't like let her do too much sexy and they wanted her breasts to be more covered. So she wouldn't like wear the sexy outfits, which is honestly, sadly, I think why she didn't get quite as far as. But then, which is funny you say that though, because I feel like she tripled down on being all, being risque and sexy in her videos like later on in life. Yes, Either but way, she's though- still, oh wait, sorry, but I have to say that yeah, yeah. she's still kept to the really conservative music. So yeah. she doesn't do, she has an incredible voice and she yes. doesn't do, belty stuff like Christina she still does like sort of like fluff songs and she doesn't get that credit no but I I definitely want to do a whole episode on her at some point we'll definitely do a whole episode on Jessica Simpson for sure but either way Mickey Mouse Club is canceled eventually she moves back to Mississippi for high school I also do want to say that at this point in time that in the Mickey Mouse Club it was also showed that around this time her dancing skills were really what set her apart and that eventually changes over time that even Tony Luca, who was the one of the older castmates at this time period, said that the, all the older kids would always ask Britney how the dance combinations went because she was really great at committing them to memory. And I, these are it's these little truffles that we find of people talking about how great she is mm. at memorizing how how committed she is that come back around to nowadays and how and the conspiratorship. Of the, uh, of, I'm sorry, the conservatorship of her father saying how, oh, she just can't remember anything. Oh, she's just, the, like, with the lip singing and everything, like, oh, she's just not mentally sound. Which, yes, that can change over time, I guess. But she was always known for her diligence and her commitment. Well, that's why we're here, because we're the little piggies. <laughs> Oh, we sniff out them truffles. So I never know quite what to believe in, in with any of this stuff. And, no. and talking about getting research done, just for example, like her Wikipedia page says one thing, and then like a Rolling Stone article says the opposite. Another so, thing. But I will just say Spears, apparently, when she went back to high school, she compared it to quote, the opening scene in Clueless with all the clicks. I was so bored. I was the point guard on the basketball team. I had my boyfriend and I went to homecoming and Christmas formal, but I wanted more. 
It's also very interesting because it's very difficult to find out whether or not Britney Spears graduated high school. Mm. It is another, like, unfortunate, which I don't think that that should be a shame thing, but I believe that that is a shame thing as part of her agent's kept it so that it is not something that is known and or discussed and or thought about. Well, that's not good for her image. Right. That's why they would care. Exactly, right? And the documentary, yeah, she had to be everything at once. Mm-hmm. And the documentary, I think you suggested to me, Natalie, he's, the guy said she didn't have more than a ninth grade education. Uh-huh. Right. So I, I'm and not yet, sure so, where it is But then that. she also says, but I went to prom. I was a normal uh-huh. teenage girl. But again, I feel like she might have made it up. Yeah, I, or wow. that she knew it was fake and she just knew what she had to say. She was yes. supposed to say that. Right. Yeah. So while feeling all blah in high school and really just wanting to get back into the biz, manager Lou Pearlman became interested in her for a female pop group called, oh, good. Oh, I'm boom. glad he's here. Called Innocence. And he was all like, hey, hey, yeah, I want to see you. I want to get. I mean, oh, it's not oh, that farted. far off. Oh, I sharded when I f- oh. <laughs> oh, I'm eating Jack in the Box now. Oh, he sharded. That means pit. he really likes her. Ooh, yeah, that's that's how you can tell he likes you, Brittany. <laughs> yeah, when he starts sharding everywhere. When he eats so much Jack in the Box that he sharts his pants. So he does. However, after getting a tape of her singing over a Whitney Houston karaoke song, he decided she could be a solo act, but needed a professional demo tape from her. Another little interesting thing to throw in here, by the way, is the weird point of contention is like what. A female pop star, those don't exist anymore, which is so odd to think back on because of the years since. But really, Britney is the reason why the female pop star is like just the the most commonplace thing in music. She's the princess of pop. This is also around that time, too. So she was also given Tony Braxton songs to sing. Again, remember that back in the day, her original voice is very deep and rich, like Tony Braxton's voice. Mm. But even Steve Lunt, who is an executive for Jive, who she will eventually sign with, and we're about to talk about that, said Britney was trying to sing like Tony Braxton, which was way too low for her. It sounded pretty awful in places, but when her voice went up high, you could hear the girlish quality. And there was something really appealing about that. Yeah, like if you're a predator. (laughs) Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So she goes to New York with this demo take that she go, temp, demo that she goes in the studio to record that Tony Braxton song. It was an unused Tony Braxton song. She does meetings with four labels, returning that same day back to her hometown, which sounds incredibly exhausting. Three of the labels reject her because of that part that I just mentioned about how there's 
weirdly no female pop singers at that time and uh that people just want groups now they want boy bands they want girl groups whatever no no solo but two weeks later jive records gets in touch specifically senior vice president of a r at the time jeff finster who said of spears's audition quote it's very rare to hear someone that age who can deliver emotional content and commercial appeal for any artist the motivation the eye of the tiger is extremely important and britney had that I mean, she absolutely has a, like an incredible performance quality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And talk striking. about the pressure that she's under, too, is that Spears signed on with Jive, but also there is a get-out clause attached, which meant that Jive could drop her without any reason within 90 days if it didn't work out. And they could create a community of... Uh of white people that take in these black people and hypnotize them, right? By spinning a water in a teacup. Oh no. Right. And yeah, this is part of the clause, right? And hypnotize them and get them trapped in. The- get out! Get out! Oh, no. So and this is also the beginning of her working with her manager, who she ended up working with from 1998 until 2004. And then again, from 2008 until today, Larry Rudolph, who was another evil person, that this is when he really started controlling her image from the get-go down to the shade of what nail polish Britney Spears wore. Now, even a childhood contemporary of Spears who said they didn't want to be named in this article, but it was also a part of a Disney TV show, said that Rudolph was obsessed with protecting this innocent, clean-cut image because it was what everyone was buying into. He, They even went on to say, I was with Larry the first time that Britney flicked a finger at the paparazzi and he flipped. He was straight away on the cell phone setting up chat show appearances for her so that she could publicly apologize. Mm. Awful. And and it really, it's Eric Foster White, it seems, the producer, who changes her voice. For a month, they go into the studio and they work on getting her voice from going, quote, lower and less poppy to, quote, distinctively, unmistakably, Britney. Britney. And, and after hearing the material from this collaboration, President Clive Calder uh, came in his pants and ordered a full album. Ew. Yeah, it was very disgusting. There's video Man, the, of it. Everybody's pants are so dirty in there. Everybody oh, was soiled. soiled. That's why everyone wore like off-white pants. There's a very interesting YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. There's too many white pants in the late '90s too. By the way, oh but man, it was how did they keep them all clean? I don't know. I can't. That's, I'm an animal. That's, that's your explanation. What, what were you trying to say that was valid, Natalie? Before I made the dirty cum joke. <laughs> there's a really interesting YouTube video um, about her, like clips of her voice changing over the mm. time yeah. period, like from '97 to like 2019. And it, you hear it be normal kid voice, then it kicks up to a high octave, and then over time, it goes back down to now. She talks in a lower voice again whenever she's not like being too uh, in character. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of the time, she talks in her upper register. And as uh, someone that listens to voices all the time, you know when someone's talking in their upper register. It sounds like this. It sounds like they're breathy. And if you watch all of her social media right. posts, she doesn't sound the same. And I know that under I understand as someone that has also gone through trying to get rid of my accent, she is also trying to hide her southern accent, but that there's more to it. My voice was always this register. Sure. I just talked a little bit more like this. <laughs> uh yeah, which is 
super awesome and i don't think you should change it thank you all right i'm all right i'm gonna start doing my slack jawed florida again all right hell yeah uh and uh there's also you can at a certain point around like 98 99 you can hear her start to use the wit like the breathy sex sounds because they're like kind of encouraging her to talk like that so she's, i don't know I was, what you're talking about i was talking <gasps> like <sighs> like it almost sounds like a little sexy moan every time she talks yes <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> holden do you want to try your sexy what's your sexy breathy voice <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that baby needs milk, some milk. milk oh yeah, <laughs> some milk. Ooh. Ooh. All right, ladies. Sorry, I'm getting a little too riled up here. We got to get back to the to the notes here. <laughs> I love it too because I know you're not into baby stuff. Like I know for <laughs> what, fact what are you you're talking not even about, Jackie? God, I'm trying to maintain stuff. my brand over here. Please, I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to blow your cover, <laughs> but it's very funny your rants about how why do all the porn have to be like mommy things or sissy things. It's very things. weird. Porn is oh, yeah, it's ruined. such it's, a weird You can't place. even look at porn anymore because it just ruins it. It's an algorithm thing. You, Everyone you either has have to, to fuck be, their stepfather sometimes. You, 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 it's either MILF or or little or teenage girl. There's no in between. And actually 30 year old porn stars are having like a really hard time finding work in certain ways because they, they can't fit into either They're not mold. a MILF and they're not a teen. I'm not, I'm not a MILF. Ah, <laughs> uh, fantastic stuff, ladies. Way to take that ball a run with it. So in the studio, they do 13 songs together, including Autumn Goodbye, Email My Heart. From Email the My Heart is a bad song. By the song. way, Email My Heart's the dumb. It so is a dumb. bad, it's a bad song. From the bottom of my broken heart, I'm so curious. I will still love you. Love the hurt way. Love the hurt away. Let me take you there. Soda Pop actually is my least favorite uh, song yeah, I hear from that you. album. Thinking about you, nothing less than real, wishing on a fallen star, and you got it all, as well as Sonny and Cher's 1967 hit, The Beat Goes On. I mean, that's a ton of material, and a lot of that ends up on that first album. I don't know if those versions of the songs end up on there, but a lot of that material ends up on the first album. But it was a great demo, is what it seems. I tried to listen to it, but it's hard. You can't really find it. She flies to Stockholm, Sweden, and records half of the album with a team of producers, one of which was Max Martin, huge figure in pop music. He also worked on uh, I Want It That Way, and It's Gonna Be Me. It's Gonna Be Me. He did, Katy, he did Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl, T-Swift's Shake It Off, and Blank Space. Spears said, I had been in the studio for about six months listening and recording material, but I hadn't really heard a hit yet. When I started working with Max Martin in Sweden, he played the demo for Baby One More Time for me. And I knew from the start, it was uh, one of those songs you want to hear over and over again. It just felt really right. I went into the studio and did my own thing with it, trying to give it a little more attitude than the demo. In 10 days, I never even saw Sweden. We were so busy. Yeah, I'm sure you haven't seen half the world that you visited, Britney Spears, because they kept you working so hard. And that's why I get so upset now and I feel weirdly defensive when people are like, look at her lip syncing, look at her doing all these things. Oh, she's not even trying. She's a fucking powerhouse of a performer. Oh, yeah. She right. has been working her ass off her entire fucking life and now she can't even enjoy it. But that's again, that's two episodes for now. We got time to get there. That's it for another story. So that song actually was originally written for TLC who rejected it, which I think is some interesting stuff. I do think it's fun too because originally, originally it was written for Robin. So you think like oh. Swedish and it was like that kind of thing where, but also the, the 
the term hit me means mm -hmm. call me. But yeah. TLC's response, which I enjoy, was like, um, T-Boss had said, I was like, I like the song, but do I think it's a hit? Do I think it's TLC? I'm not saying hit me, baby. No disrespect to Britney. It's good for her, but was I going to say hit me, baby, one more time? Hell no. Every song isn't good for each artist. And when you're a real artist, you know what you believe in and what you really want to sing. So that's supposed to mean call me? So it means call yes. me. Kind of yes. like hit me back. Like hit me back. One more time. Wow, Thanks for I hitting me never up. ever connected that at all. I just assumed right. it was like leaning into the like, I'm a fragile little girl who likes getting mangled mm -mm. Yeah. by dicks. Just not American slang, which I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't change it. But that's why it's dot, 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 baby one more time. Yeah, huh. they did the weirdest thing ever instead, which is just remove the two words from the song's title as if that changes anything. Doesn't and, change and, anything. And, and, put the dot 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 in and I didn't even think about how weird that is until doing the research like that is so it odd. It is very weird. Call me baby one more time. I'm trying to see time. if Yeah, do yeah, call what? me baby one more time. That's fine. Call me baby one more time. But I, there's something about hit me hit baby. Hit me baby. Yeah. It mm. is. Right? Makes me want to hit a girl. Arousing The original idea for the video ended up being the concept for Oops, with Britney landing on Mars and doing a dance. But Britney hates this idea and instead goes to director Nigel Dick. Dick says, she said, I want to be in a school with a bunch of cute boys and do some dancing. Your initial reaction to this is, I'm being told by a 16-year-old girl what I should do, but this girl is 16 and I'm a grown man. Perhaps she has a better perspective on her audience than I do. Even though I stare at 16-year-olds all the time. I feel like I, I stayed outside of schools all the time and watch them. I thought I knew what 16-year-olds <laughs> I thought did. I knew. I also feel like it's, again, another little... <laughs> Ooh, piggy Ooh. smells a truffle. Uh, uh. It's these little truffles of, I mm -hmm. think, uh, maybe I've just watched too many cult shows of showing her that, like, these little things were like, oh, you can have your input. See, we're not controlling you. Mm -hmm. right. you're, you're able to give us as input of these small things. She's yeah. allowed to have input, which is how the powers that be could get away with controlling absolutely everything else. Because she's like, mm -hmm. well... They, they did listen to me when I said that, which is what, again, not only cult leaders, but what abusers do. Awesome. Is they, oh, yeah. It's that little, these little pieces that you can hold on to of like, well, that one time he didn't scream at me. So they like they put you in a cage and then tell you in that cage you can decide to go to that corner today. You're yes. like, well, I'm choosing a whole cage to be in. Yeah. Also, Dick said this. I've worked with her four times and I've yet to work with somebody who puts in as much pers uh, preparation and was as eager to rehearse as she was, said Dick. Spears said this famous quote about the whole thing with her being sexualized. All I did was tie up my shirt. I didn't do anything, which is the thing that they told her to say. They also told, told her, her to say to this. Say because again, they are forcing this pure image onto her of what she's allowed to do, even though it is the opposite of what they do to most young stars, mm. and that's because they were trying to make her different, not because they were trying to help her or or make her better than anybody else. Or they're just trying to dif make her different than the other pop stars. I just can't keep the buttons down because my abs are so strong. <laughs> my bosoms just fall. And apparently, even they were talking about this in one of J uh, Lynn Spears' books. From the time she was young, Lynn and Jamie let Britney just walk around the house naked. Every girl in America was wearing Ugh. crop tops and oh, yeah, booty shorts, and Britney felt like she was being held back, a friend oh, my said. God. She would joke about wanting to do videos topless. Her managers didn't want to scare off her fan base. They said, 
these middle-aged guys were so intense about her not being sexual and that they pushed her that way. They'd tell her to put on a bra or that her lipstick was too dark. They were literally picking out her panties for her. So you're going to go ahead and say that they're, oh, no, she wants her to be, they want her to be pure. And yet these old fuckers are picking out what panties she wears. Well, that is, again, like a very cultish, like, cult, extreme religion thing where they want the girl to remain pure by their standards. Mm-hmm. So they are still sexualizing that person. Just right. like, I want the image to be this. It's not the way that maybe a teenage girl would want to feel sexy. I want it to be sexy for me. And uh, I will at least hand it to him. Dick also said this. Certainly my initial reaction was, are you sure we should be going down this route with this young lady? And the people who were in control, the record label and whatnot, said, yes, this is the route we want to take. I think there's also a little bit of strategizing of how do we slip the Britney Spears ball past the protective parent goalie, making her, i.e. I, making her say she's going to save herself for marriage and all this stuff, while also actually being the thing that girls that age really want to see, which is like, I'm a rebel, yes. I'm, I'm sexy, I'm, you know, I like but boys. But they're not protective parents. They're controlling parents. They're not protecting mm-hmm. her from anything. Well, I'm saying the parents of the girls at home oh, I see, who, I see, I see. who would not allow... Their girl, their daughter to, to maybe Got listen it. to Madonna or something like that, but would be okay with Brit Brit because she uh, she says one thing and then does absolutely because the we've tricked you into thinking she's a child, yeah. even though it's more nefarious what she's doing than Madonna, who's Madonna's acting like an adult woman. See, yes. I see nice things about Madonna. <laughs> this is um, the uh, very interesting anecdote from the president of CHR programming at iHeartMedia when he first met Britney Spears. Here she comes in, little kid, no makeup. You can tell how young she is, but very wise already. They had just gotten the final edit of the video on VHS. We went into this office and I'm sitting there watching it with her. And I'm looking at her and looking at the video like, hey, what's going on here? It showed what was going to happen very quickly. When you see it, you're like, oh my gosh, this whole schoolgirl thing, it's a little sexy. But then I'm sitting here and she's really little. She's got no makeup on. She's just a little kid. It's making my skin crawl. It should. And I and I can't believe it didn't make the country's skin crawl. Well, in the nineties, they really they really objectified chicks in the nineties. They really infantilized. They really pushed girls to do the virgin whore thing because they really there wasn't a lot of women being able to have their own shit it was really everything was so controlled by dudes during the 90s it just really shows in the culture uh when you look back at it the male gaze for sure yeah Uh, for sure so spears is still doing mall tours in 1998 food courts malls in the u.s and canada consisting of a 30-minute set with two dudes as her backup dancers just it's like it's songs from the new album even some covers and a tr- the track is released on oct- in October of 1998. It hits the top 100 a week later and spends 32 weeks on the charts. And Spears goes from malls to total stardom. The Immediate, video, like blow up. The, I don't think. Yeah, I don't even know if we've stressed enough that that how huge. If you weren't around for Hit Me Baby one more time, and if you were, you'll remember how massive that it was. It was like smells like Teen Spirit all over again. Mm-hmm. She was everywhere. Everywhere. It, 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 the second it came out, it mm-hmm. was crazy. Yeah, it, it was insane. It, it exploded. And it really was the changing of the guard, I feel like, that moment, that video release. Have you seen that belly button? That belly <laughs> button is a star. <laughs> I mean, between her and then and then Christina Aguilera and Jeannie in a bottle. Mm-hmm. I, I have never in my life had a flat stomach. No, And watching either. both of those, I was like, and again, being able to wear 
those low rise. I've never been able to wear low rise no, jeans. No normal human being can wear those pants. It's like them in Paris Hilton. Nobody yeah. else. How do they stay up? I don't understand. Like I looking at it, I was like, my vagina lips <laughs> would be slurping up over top of the buttonhole. Well, that's a look you could start a trend. You think so? Should I start yeah. keep going lips out? Lips out, Zabrowski? Yeah, we'll go lip in it. <laughs> all right, lips out. <laughs> so, by the way, this all happens at the perfect time. This video hits right as two programs are combining on MTV. Those programs are MTV Live and Total Request. And that Nuts. is when, when we get Total Request Live, which essentially market-tested MTV's videos for them, getting opinions of teens straight from the source. It also is the absolute changing of a marketing towards men between the ages of like 20 and to 30 and to teenage girls. Like it happens almost seemingly overnight when I look back on it, what that what that network became. And it's perfect for Brit Brit. And so the album is released in January of 1999. It sells 121,000 copies in its first week. And she became the youngest female in Billboard history to have the first single and first album go number one in the same week. And it goes on to sell 1.8 million copies in its first two months. And uh, and over 25 million records worldwide. She is 19 years old. And I am actually, and I never realized this until looking into everything, the fact that she doesn't win a Grammy until Toxic. And oh, wow. so she this is this is an album that we could probably do an entire episode of what this album really did because again she's referred to as the princess of pop for a reason this is exactly what people were looking for pop is as accessible as the music gets that's why it's not for everybody but most people was aware uh, were, were aware of the hits of this album whether you wanted to or not and so she was nominated from this album. She was nominated for Best New Artist, and she was nominated for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. She didn't win either one. And she even said when she lost the not when she lost the Grammy, she said it hurt her, but she was more upset because her parents were so upset. Ugh. She said, my mom wanted me to win so bad, and my dad, I felt kind of sad that I let them down. And then I uh. talked to them, and they were worried for me. My mom said, baby, I could care less if you win or not. I love you, which I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. Mm -mm. was probably made up in her fucking brain. Didn't happen. <laughs> but also no talk about the extension of... Britney Spears versus Christina Aguilera, because, again, it's Christina Aguilera that wins over Britney at mm. this time period. And when The Guardian even said in 1999 in an article how Christina has the naughtier image and Britney's corn-fed Midwest wholesome look is now the core of the new American mass culture zeitgeist. Well, I really do think that it and I don't know Christina's backstory too much, but. I do always just get a sense that she had more control. Or she, it was more her in the performance than Britney, and I'm sure she was still completely controlled in most ways. But you look at their their trajectories from there, and you can see Christina is more assertive with what she wants. And that, that plays in music. You can tell. And also, it does hurt Christina even more in the long run. Or I think I said it hurts both of their images hurt them in the long run. Because even down to like when Britney Spears comes out with Slave for You and she's praised for it. But that was the same year that Agu uh, Aguilera came out with Dirty. And she was referred to as a direct from an intergalactic hooker convention. And then <laughs> Britney Spears was glorified. Well... 
She is wearing a thong with uh, chaps in that, if you recall. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> love insane. Oh, I was uh, <laughs> I'm very, see, I mean, I was definitely, I was actually more sexually attracted to Christina. She's more my type. Oh, sure. I'd Spears. rather see the dirty girl 100%. Dirty girl. Yeah. So Brittany is now in the machine full time with the tour music videos being filmed and press engagements. Driver Abe Sarkisian said, we would wake up Brittany at 6 a.m. and she'd work on a video for three or four days straight for 20 hours a day. She was a kind, generous sweetheart with a big heart and no poor habits. I will say this over and over again. Everything that anyone that's ever worked with Britney Spears talks about that no matter what, she was the nicest person they had ever met. So humble and just a very, like, a, just a genuinely good soul. And I don't say that lightly. I'm sure she is a genuinely good soul, but she also was sort of programmed to be that. She was a robot child. And that's why when they when they shit on her later on and like, when it's like, oh, but she was a nightmare in the early 2000s. It's like, yes, because she skyrocketed to stardom. She also... Wasn't a nightmare. That's bullshit. <laughs> no, she was. She was being, yeah, like busted out of her prison that yeah. was, that she was being kept in every once in a while. And yeah, I'd go get fucking hammered too. For yeah, sure. big fucking deal. BFD is what I say. Especially when it's pro- it's also genetic with her father. Uh, you've got so with the family right now. You've got Lynn kind of disappearing at this point because now she's got all this money and she's now needs to work on the other daughter, right, guys? She's got to get you know, Jamie Lynn to, the to be daughter, a cash cow as well. Lynn Spears was having a great time, although she would show up to be like, me and my daughter are best friends and doesn't everyone <laughs> want to be just like us? And then she would fucking disappear. So yeah. she was never around to help her. She was never there to support her in any other way. She was just there for the fucking pops. The Paps. How are you calling Paps? Yeah, her, Paps. Paps. Her, her and Dina are off somewhere doing lines off a guy's cock. <laughs> and, and her father is apparently just continuing his status quo of being a drunk prick. Uh, an anonymous friend source said, by the way, a lot of these sources come from an article called The Tragedy of Britney Spears in Rolling Stone. Very good article. Wow. So there's a lot of, no, the, but it has article. a lot of anonymous sources and this is all like alleged and everything. I just want to maybe set all that up just in case. But either way, a friend said it was upsetting for Britney to be around her dad. He came backstage one night and he was wasted. She was devastated. And uh, th- it's around this time also that she gains her first bout of criticism for getting breast implants, thus her first step into detracting from this perfect, you know, virgin schoolgirl image. When did she get breast implants? I remember Lexi was saying like, oh, right. The second video yes, uh, she had was much a big bigger. deal because she clearly had breast implants. What video? Which song the, was it? The second video, which was... Um, was it Sometime? Maybe Sometime, was and it? Sometimes I run. That one? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's that one. Definitely by Oops. That song takes me to a sensory memory of working at the hot food section of Shop and Save by my <laughs> parents' house. So Ooh, all I can think of girl. is like the smell of chicken Ugh. when I hear that song. <laughs> Just thought I'd share that with but you. But then that's also, and talk about another way of how she is told she has to hide all of how she feels. She pretends like she didn't get breast implants because she doesn't want anyone to know the truth about who she really is and how she feels about her body. I didn't realize she had them because they're not like, Porn they're boobies. not. No, they're not insane. No, but I think the grossest part about them is she eventually gets them removed because her mm. actual breasts had not con- developed. Developed. She was yet. just so young, and <sighs> her mother. That's really what <gasps> is that? Lynn Spears <laughs> encouraged her to do it. I'm trying not to make too many noises, but I'm very. I, have <laughs> I a lot know, of man. Feelings. I have been screaming in my office all week. Everything I read about this story 
And it's just like at the end of the day, it's like, honestly, in reading all this stuff and most people I'd be like, oh, no, I would probably I love my life. But like, I'd probably change it, you know, to some big stars. I think that's kind of fun. Never a Britney Spears. I will take anything over having absolutely no control over my life. When people, this is when people really first started criticizing her in the press. A friend said, when Britney saw the papers, she was crying in the bathtub uncontrollably, asking, why is everyone being so mean to me? And she denies, of course, getting the procedure done. And it's just so sad. <laughs> like the whole thing. So that's, the, I mean, this is the beginning of Also, fuck the, the doctor who was after her. putting the breast implants in her, knowing that she was still developing. Uh, yeah, and also fuck still her mother. Still counting the money. That's how much money he got from that. He's still counting it. So yeah, he's still to this day. He's too yeah. distracted of by course, counting Of course. But also at this point in time is when her mother comes out with her first memoir that essentially serves as a defense brief of how <laughs> Britney chose the life for herself. It's propaganda. And was always just All her the supportive mother, trying to help her do the right thing. It's 100% propaganda. Yeah. Wrote a whole fucking yeah. book about it. Fuck you. So next we have Oops, I Did It Again. Spears said, when I did the first album, I had just, or actually people told Spears to say this and then she said it. When I did the first album, I had just turned 16. I mean, when I look at the album cover, I'm like, oh my lordy, I know this next album is going to be totally different, especially the material. I just got finished recording the first six tracks in Sweden two months ago. And the material is so much more funkier and edgier. And of course, it's more mature because I've grown as a person, too. It is funkier for sure. It is. It, it mm-hmm. does have a little bit more. I, I This album, I think, is a step up from the from the first. The first one is definitely a child's album. It is. Yeah. It is. It, it is before she finds herself. And with Oops, I did it again. I think that she was oops. given probably. I think that she was trying desperately to bring some of her into this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that they immediately shit all over her, mm-hmm. which is what happened. She got a whole six days of vacation after her Baby One More Time tour ended in September What is she complaining six, about then? Jesus six Christ. Days. She got six days. She got Every almost a week. Every second of her life is scheduled. Even Natalie and I were both talking about this. It was like, she was allowed, actually allowed, one hour a day that she could call her own. Every other... Actual minute was scheduled. And that that free time was timed uh, every day. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was scheduled out. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
So she goes back into the studio. This is September of 1999 after her whole six days of vacation. Uh, she goes in NYC and she's working with Max Martin, Eric Foster White, Diane Warren, Robert uh, Lang, Steve Lunt, as we mentioned before, and Babyface. And with Martin, she does Oops, I Did It Again, which I think is one of her strongest pop hits. The album definitely has a more mature R&B sound. That is attributed to, of course, Spears growing older and them also trying to market her as that. Spears said, my voice has changed a little bit and I'm more confident. And I think that comes across on the material. Lies she is told to say. Mm -hmm. But also the first crack you get, the and, and my favorite track, Lucky. The movie star, the song about the movie star... Uh, who's named Lucky, Who's has all this fortune and fame, but inside she's incredibly unhappy. And that song is like, I think, Britney's first call for help. I think that is it right there. Did she write that? No. no. You don't think? I think she helped write it. I mean, she ends up co-writing like Yeah, music. she does write some yes. of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now this is also around the time, you have to remember too, she came from nothing in a very small town. And being trampolined into this type of fanfare has to not only be difficult. I know that they they say a lot of child stars that you stop progressing mentally after you become famous because essentially you just don't have time to. You are, yeah, you are, you are effectively, your life is cut It is stunted. Yeah. She even says around now, she says, it makes me feel good when people realize I'm just a kid because people expect so much out of me right now. She also says she thrives under pressure, but that she feels alienated from the public because she's constantly hounded by paparazzi. Yeah. She says, I'm a shy person, and I'm particularly not really made for this industry because I'm so shy. It's not something I deal with so well. It's almost like she didn't choose it. It's almost like she was forced into it from her parents so that they could make money. These little things. I don't know. And it's very tough to watch her get harassed by these grown men. And she is so because you know she's instructed to do this. She has to just keep a smile on her face, use absolute restraint. I mean, you mentioned the middle finger incident before, and that was a big press incident when she did that, like as if that was a big deal. But they don't show you the hours of harassment. And then she had to go publicly apologize and be shamed for so it. Dis- it's so disgusting. Gross. She she was at that point had probably been harassed for uh, over a hundred hours by these people. I Meanwhile, what the kind men, of shit that Justin Bieber was doing and kept making music? What about Chris Brown? What about these people that, and yet she has to be publicly shamed because she flipped off a paparazzi that was hounding her. Mm-hmm. 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 It's so difficult. It's so, so difficult. So the album is released in the U.S. in May of 2000. It sells 500,000 copies on its first day. She goes on tour that same year and puts out her first book written with her mother, Britney Spears' Heart to Heart, followed by A Mother's Gift. I'm just watching Jackie's face. Her eyes are rolling into the back of her head. Are you happy that I gave you this? Put them both in jail. Both of her parents should be in jail. Seriously. (laughs) I wish there was parent jail. There should be parent jail. Yes. And that you shouldn't be allowed to touch any of her money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, instead of uh, what's happened for the most of her adult life, that her father's been in control of it. Her Uh, her abusive father. This guy that we've been describing this whole time in no way positively now has all the control. Then again, and I, I, I brought it up. I was screaming about this to my roommates the other day, and I was just like, "It's like the, it makes me think of like the Invisible Man, the new version of the Invisible Man. Like, imagine your tormentor that you had to deal with growing up. That not only you have to deal with that trauma, 
but he is in complete control of the rest of your life. It's a, hor- it's a horror and movie. all you can wait for is for him to fucking die. Yep. Yep. But you don't even know, you don't even know how to handle, you would probably wouldn't know how to handle that either. Because you've been given no life skills right. other than to make your parents money since you've been born. It's a nightmare. At least she has some skills. You know what I mean? Very talented. Some- <laughs> it's no fucking wonder that Jamie, uh, what's her name? Jamie Lynn, the, the sister, yes. she got pregnant so young. I feel like that was her trying to just get away from her family. Distance herself. Mm, mm-hmm. And she always, and Britney Spears always tried to protect her sister because she didn't want her sister to go through what she went through. But there's only so much she could do. This is also when she confirmed she was dating Justin Timberlake. A oh, source yeah, from yeah. A Ro- oh, my God. I have so much to say. About I know, it. I know. A source from a Rolling Stone article claims it was Timberlake who came in and sort of rescued her from a team that was keeping her in the grind. And and essentially, like, instead of being like, you should take some time off. You need a month off. Instead, it's like, here's a bunch of drugs. Go let your steam off Keep and then get going. back into the studio and just solving it that way. And he was the one who was like, get away from these people and let's, you know, try to get you, you know, a little grounded here and everything. And so, yeah, however, the team did remain super strict about their relationship and their so-called, quote, abstinence until marriage. They had to tell the press once they did come out as together, which they they held off on that as long as humanly possible. They waited for at least a year. Virgins, yeah. They waited for at least a year to tell anyone publicly that they were together. So she was opening for them. And they, but also... Think about this. Justin Timberlake, who was a natural child star and seemed to have been supported, but in a way that is not something that I agree with, but at least a more understanding way than how Britney Spears was, quote unquote, supported by her parents. Did you ever see? Did you ever say uh, JT in the uh, beauty pageant when he was a kid? Yeah. No. <laughs> so funny. Oh, we're oh definitely going. To oh, do yeah. Holden, you got to watch that. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love to. <laughs> so with Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears, they met a Mickey Mouse Club, obviously. Down to the fact that, so that was, they, they started dating in 1998, but Justin Timberlake was also Britney Spears, whether this is true or not, I don't know, was her first kiss at the age of 13. So think about her brain and what she's going through and how she looks to this person of like, oh, well, I've always had a crush on him and he's always been so nice to me. And then he also helps get her the job of opening for NSYNC for their tour. And so NSYNC had already blown up. So he was also helping her. And I got to say that they must have been in some sort of like she was looking for someone to protect her. And she looked to him to protect her because he did. They'd even said about Justin Timberlake at this point in time. Justin had his head screwed on so straight, and he rescued her from that world. He became the great force in her life, but it started a pattern. She began to look for guys to help her get away from the people who control her. Yeah. And also, they were on the same level, which, think about her brain that way, where she wasn't competitive about attention, with him she just wanted to love someone that looked at her that she wasn't britney spears right looked at her like a person and like a teenager because she was a teenager and that they openly you know claimed that they were having abstinence but obviously that's not true it should it shouldn't matter we shouldn't have to like they did the same thing with jessica simpson where they tracked her virginity which is so gross so weird 
It's none of our business when they fuck right. each other. Ever. Everything was about their virginity. So the once they came out, it was just like, but did she lose her virginity? She says she's a virgin, but did she lose her virginity? Somebody check her hymen. Yucky, yucky, <laughs> yuck. So horrible. And I and very soon she will make a horrible mistake, but I think that she really did. She hid underneath him in a way that she always needed someone to protect her. And I think that well, we'll talk about it. Guys, in we haven't even this... gotten to Crossroads yet. Are we going to have to do four episodes? <laughs> no, no, We're no. Not. I think we'll... Because now we will talk about the album Britney and Crossroads, which all kind of happens at one time. And, of course, the blowout with Timberlake. So, drawn in by the sounds of Jay-Z and the Neptunes, Britney wants a funkier sound on her next album called Britney. And this comes out in 2001. She also co-writes... This is where we get her co-writing several of the songs... Which is she's gaining, again, just a little bit more control over the product. A little bit more and a little bit more. She also is working with boyfriend Justin Timberlake as a producer on the album. Which she talked about was kind of awkward at first. Again, I just, everything I read, I'm like, this is just so, so pre-written, so canned that I'm like, okay, Brittany, was it awkward? I don't know. I guess that's what you're supposed to say. Either way, the big standout here is the song I'm a Slave, the number four the letter capital U. And she always said, I'd get bored singing the same type of songs all the time. I still love my old stuff, but you have to extend yourself and grow. And NME even declared the song, I'm a slave for you. The song is funk the way God intended. Hypnotic, insistent, mysterious, suggestive. And if Prince was a 19-year-old former Disney Club host and virgin, he'd be proud to create such a record. That is a disgusting fucking line. That is disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself, enemy. You should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) I didn't realize that I'm a Slave for You was co-produced by Pharrell Williams with Chad Hugo of the Neptunes. And it was originally intended for Janet Jackson, actually, which makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, sense. I could see that as a Janet song. Yes. It feels definitely way better as a Janet song, looking back at it. It's a little bizarre. And, of course, there's the memorable music video and the MTV Awards performance at which she dons the albino python nickname Banana. Oh, with the with Doc, with the, with the guy from Tiger King. Yeah, the guy from Tiger King. <laughs> it's Di- from Tiger King is there, but who else was there? <laughs> It was Wade Carol Robson, Baskins. Wade no, Robson, who had been her choreographer for uh, most of her music videos, as well as her two tours that had come so far, both the 1999 and 2000 World Tours and her Dream Within a Dream Tour. And Wade Robson was brought on because he was friends with Justin Timberlake. Now, Wade Robson, who, yes, is the same person from Leaving Neverland the documentary about the children that were abused by Michael Jackson, same dude, he is the one that is her choreographer and agreed that it was her time to blossom and that she needed to own her new image by draping the proverbial snake around her neck while performing I'm a Slave for You. This is all tied in with her virgin bullshit. But at that same point in time, even though Wade Robson is friends with Justin Timberlake. Oh, so the, the snake is the penis. Snake is, and all the, <laughs> also in the Garden of, of Hedonism. Yeah, but it's Adam and Ooh. Eve thing too, right? It's, yes. Yeah. And so this is part of it. And then Wade Robson and Britney Spears cheat on Justin Timberlake together. Now, this was a big issue because not only was he, he was closely working with her, close friends with Justin Timberlake, and both of them Im- immediately, Britney and Wade Robson also denied the affair 
but it was Wade Robson that went to Justin Timberlake and said, we cheated on you. Really sorry, dude, but I think I need you to know. The question I guess I had was, why would she do that? Because she's a teenager. And I she's, think a, she's a teenager. And also because it's another form of rebellion where it is that, where I think that people use these kind of things of like, oh, she wasn't in charge, but what did she do with Wade Robson? It's like, I think that it's just, she feels completely trapped in it. Sometimes well, if you're that trapped, you do anything. Also, exactly. Even if she really looked to Justin Timberlake as a protector and liked to him, that, that it was basically like everyone around them deemed it this is an okay relationship to have. We like this couple. Now this is your what you're going to do for the rest of your life, right? You're right. going to marry this guy. Yes. Another forcing her into something that she didn't necessarily want. Or did she? Maybe Who she knows? did. But she was so young. You know, How was she supposed to know anyway? It's also this time that Wade is tasked with upping her sexuality to it's like the most nth degree so all this time they're spending together is just making britney sex 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 like that's the whole theme of their dance routine so i just think sure i mean easily could see something happening especially the young immature person uh, especially with you know all these like you said restraints around her i mean i, I completely can understand you know i mean it just everybody people fuck up I made so many dumb mistakes. How old is she here? She's 20? Maybe 20. Yes, Maybe 21? Yes, she's not even 21 I was a complete idiot at this time in my relationship. I wasn't like cheating left and right or anything, but I was an idiot. I was dating a 34-year-old fucking loser at this time. Yeah, and definitely not not being with anybody who I had any business being married to for the rest of my life. No. Anything like that. So, I mean, of course. So they break up, right? They break up. And and then two months later, her parents get a divorce. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't allowed any time off. And even uh, her ex-assistant manager said, no one took the time to say to Brittany, "Let's, let's take some time off here. Let's get you some counseling. They expected her to have the drive to just dust it off. And this was her first big relationship. Can you imagine your first time after your first big relationship, whether it was good for you or not, that breakup, and then you still have to work seven days a week, like 16 hours a day? Plus, including people hounding you about it 24-7. 24-7. You also didn't talk about the part where I I have it that Timberlake discovers a note from Wade Robson while they are preparing to perform that night on SNL. Like the whole breakup happens while they're at SNL with the whole purpose of doing this sexy duet together that they just have to, you know, grin and bear it their way through. And just that sounds brutal. We did get the song Cry Me a River from it, which is still a banger. I love that song. That's a good good song. song. he apparently writes that like two hours after this happens, maybe even on the set of yes. SNL. I'm not really sure. And the whole music video is clear, clearly implying that it's Britney and that she cheated on him. And it's implied in the lyrics. Spears said, he called me up and asked me if it was okay. I can't believe I'm telling you this right now, but who cares? By the way, that's her in an interview because she's clearly not supposed to be talking about anything she's like She's not this. supposed to talk about it. But I will, you know what? I will throw this at Justin Timber. Like, he did call her up and say, hey... I wrote this song about you. Yes, yeah. there's a video coming out. You are in it. 
Is that cool? Well, everything points to him being like a decent person. She says he called me up and wanted to supposedly get back together or whatever. But behind it was, and by the way, you're in a video that's coming out. That kind of got slipped in. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. After seeing the video, though, she recalls thinking, I should have said no to this shit. <laughs> whatever. He che- she cheated. He's, he's yeah. allowed. But what I do, I appreciate is later on down the line, Justin Timberlake did talk about this relationship openly. And he said... I just don't think we were normal. There was nothing normal about our existence. We no. spent way too much time being the biggest thing for teeny boppers. And I mean that about everybody. Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Britney, Christina. We could literally go, oh man, let's go to Bali. And we'd be on a plane to Bali. We were mm-hmm. little kids with big toys. You do the math. That's not going to last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. And, and remember, and we, of course, we have to mention the, the blue jean outfit. Wow. <laughs> It's very. So I, I will how, give props, which also last year it is? or this year, Justin Timberlake did say, "You know what? That outfit wasn't that bad." Which I don't agree oh, with him no, on. But coming back <laughs> around, please don't let this happen. Don't again. let that happen. <laughs> don't again. let it happen again. Please don't do that again. Don't let that happen again, guys. Uh, either way, let's talk about Crossroads before we wrap things up. Do you have anything else to say about Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears before we talk about Crossroads, Jackie? Mm, oh, I will. This is just, a, <laughs> just some so noises. Do you have some more noises to make about <laughs> oh. the relationship? <laughs> <laughs> In 2002, though, this is kind of fun. Um, Towards the end of their relationship, Brittany ordered two custom-made toilet seats, one with her face printed on it and one with Justin's. She gave the one with her face to Justin and kept the other one for herself. The seats cost $21,000 each. She said, I just couldn't resist ordering one for me and one for Justin. People might consider spending that much on toilet seats excessive, but for us, they're a reminder of how far we've come since our days in the Mickey Mouse Club. Now, the thing is that I think what? that if I was, can you imagine the dumb shit you would buy at that age if you were that rich? Well, sure. And this is part of what they will use against her down the line of how she shouldn't be in control of her money. You're right. That's a lot of money. But also, you're fucking rich as what shit. What the fuck you ever? That's her money. That is her money to spend money. as dumbly as she wants. My question is, you gave your boyfriend your face to shit in <laughs> yeah. is that that's what we're doing here <laughs> no he's shitting underneath her face Natalie <laughs> okay fair alright fair <laughs> so let's get into uh, Crossroads a, a woman named Anne Carly leaves Jive Records to get into film and discovers a spec script from another woman named Shonda Rhimes that she really likes Shonda Rhimes is gonna oh. actually go on to create Grey's Anatomy uh, yes. which is a little thing there. So this is, but she's unknown at the time. The script is a retelling of Antigone set in an African-American town in the 1930s. And, a retelling, uh, very was, loose retelling of Antigone. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't know that was that. the origin of this movie. I, well, well, I think that was Holy like... Holy shit. She's, she maybe took some small things from that script. But either way, she's unable to get it sold, and Carly hits her with the idea of why don't we develop a, a film for Britney Spears? Because she's got Ann Carly's working with Jive Records at the time. Yeah. I love that she she said, so this is another one of these little experiences where Britney did have some say in what is going on in the movie. And Ann Carly talked about Britney in it, and she said, Britney said to me, I don't want a movie that talks down to my peers. And I also don't want a movie that teaches a lesson, but I also want a movie <laughs> that means something. What does that mean? <laughs> Crossroads, no, throw this out there. Crossroads 
very difficult to find for some reason. It's another yeah. one of those that we all have you, to like. You probably have to pirate it. Don't worry, I, yes. it'll be on every streaming service in, in tomorrow. It must. It's be. just it's the curse of the researcher. Yes, I think is what it is. But either I way, I don't know. I actually think probably the case is that they couldn't get licensing for all those songs they sang. There's a, probably yeah. There's a lot of bad early 2000s covers of good oh, songs. Don't even get me started. Now. <laughs> I uh, I remember at this the time this came out. I was. Viscerally offended that they did I Love Rock and Roll because it is <laughs> god awful and it is by somebody who does probably does not ever listen to rock and roll. I'm mm. not angry at her anymore now that I know so much about her, but I'm yeah. angry at the people who made them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, angry at the puppeteers. Yeah, exactly. Either way, uh, Rhymes really wanted to do it after seeing her perform live. Rhymes said, I was much more interested in the young woman that I met than the image that people had of her. She was a person, and I don't think anyone at the time was looking at her, because it's such a misogynistic society as a person. The idea that we could portray her as a three-dimensional young woman was interesting to me. To have mean-girled her and turned her into a caricature would have been a mistake. The They also brought in a female director as well mm-hmm. to make her feel as comfortable as she could so that oh, she could... Oh, I hope so, because they have her in underwear like 16 times yeah. in the movie yes, for some reason. For sure. And what is, I think, something that is glaringly apparent, which I will say, Crossroads is not a good movie. But what no. is... Especially Entertaining, do, though. All of this research, it's interesting how... Zoe Saldana and Taryn Manning felt about being in the movie with her because they still talked to Britney Spears and because she was looking for people. She wanted to be working with people that were real girls and that that this was the first time I really think that Britney Spears was allowed to even even though it was just acting act like a normal teenage girl and talk and hanging out with two people that were not famous was something she cherished that they created such a bond that Britney Spears needed so much that Zoe Saldana said that they still talk. And Mm -hmm. that I think that Zoe Saldana was very aware of the fact that she needed real people to talk to. It was like the only time she was ever allowed to hang out with her peers, for sure. Yes. Yes. Well, this is what Rhymes had to say. She was very cheerful, very fun. I think it was so different from being on the road and doing concerts. Being able to stay in one place and be with the same group of people all the time. It was the first time I think she had hung out with people her own age. When she was on the road, it was her and a team of people. But this was her and Taryn and Zoe and Anson. They were all sort of the same age, and I think they had fun together. All wearing stupid hats. All wearing stupid hats. Oh, man, the bucket hats were... And the the fact that they're like, she's so smart, she's the valedictorian. It's like, oh, you're just pouring (laughs) this on. What I think is also fun, though... I know, I so hard to be valedictorian. (laughs) Is that Kim Cattrall was already a fan of Oh, my God, I love that scene. (laughs) Which is why it worked. And also, Anson Mount, who plays her love interest in it, was working with Robert De Niro on the movie City by the Sea. And Robert De Niro was actually also a huge fan of Britney Spears. Oh, I have heard this before, yeah. Which is, I think, I think very adorable. So yeah. Robert De Niro was a huge fan, convinced Anson Mount to audition for the movie and even read lines with him while they were on set for City by the Sea because he really wanted him to get the role because he thought Britney Spears was very talented. Oh, that's cute. I will say this. I uh, yes, it's maybe not a great movie, but Britney Spears really surprised me with her acting in this. She film. did a I great she job. Did a, she really she did. Never right. felt hammy. She she felt real. She felt like she a did. real person. I could you could see the actual sadness coming from her. Mm-hmm. Like you could mm-hmm. when she she did the cry scene. 
that was real. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was some real tears. She's yeah. not She probably a girl. was like, can we, can we do another take? Can we please do another please, take? Please, can I, I cry, cry again? I need I to let her cry for once. It's the only way to let me. I get zapped by, ah, never mind. <laughs> it's my cry minutes. They give me five cry minutes a day. <laughs> <laughs> my cry, my precious cry minutes. We laugh, but it's incredibly true. But either way, the film, it's a, it's super indie, made really cheaply, and it's this huge financial success. It's really entertaining and so insane. And it makes a lot of sense that it came from a much darker script because... Mm-hmm. The movie is sort of a teeny bopper movie that has these really dark turns yeah, that make no, no sense. Reason, and you're just which like, is why so I liked weird. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fun. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I forgot. I'd seen it once, maybe. I've never had, and I was legitimately sad yesterday when I was unable to find it because I weirdly was in the mood to just see what it was all about. And they definitely make it that kind of movie where they're aware that. It's like a date movie for teens that the guy is getting dragged to. So they they do this like gross eye candy stuff. And it's like not about that at all. The, the rest of the movie's vibe is like women getting together. Uh, another quick tidbit too: Tamara Davis, who also directed Half Baked. She hired a ton of women, the, the producer and the director. They hired a bunch of women crew as well. And apparently oh, it was just good. a very like nurturing, safe, oh, I'm chill glad. environment. That, and, and honestly, yes. it's probably the last good environment she is ever going to be in after this point. Uh, and that's what we'll get into next next week. Well, I'm glad they had that that background, at least. That's good for her. Yeah. Um, also, fun fact, the first gas station they stop at says Natalie on the title, and the second one says Henry. Whoa. Wow. Y'all were meant to be. Married. Oh, my God. The movie foretold our, our marriage. <laughs> I do also love fun fact about this movie is that she auditioned um, the the dudes herself, and there was a lot of kissing in the auditions to make oh, sure yeah, that there was chemistry, that, and apparently oh she and Vincent had a lot of chemistry. Oh, wow. I'm not so. into that guy who's in the part, but... No, um, he's horrible, but... yeah. <laughs> I'm glad she liked it. I'm glad she liked him. Glad she mm-hmm. had fun. So in 2002, Forbes ranked Britney Spears the world's most powerful celebrity. Next week, we get into the breakdown, the shaved head scene around the world, the the just the incredibly dark years. Essentially, 2003, we get Britney, I believe. Um, no, no, 2003, we get the album with Toxic on it that we'll co- co- start covering next week. And that's the last album she makes until like 2007, 2008. A well, that's not. Stuff. There is one in between, but we oh, will talk we'll about that. I, haven't, I don't even know, but either way. Exist. Either way, we, we've we got this very dark, dark tale to tell. It only gets worse from here, ladies yep. and gents. This, this next episode it. is just going to be <sighs> chock full of truffles. We're going to be getting those truffles. And the truffles. going to be worse This is somehow. technically the happy episode. This is the good episode. <laughs> Get ready to be upset. We love you guys. Thank you so much for, for going on this <laughs> trip with us because I... I with everything that's happening right now, we all need to know what happened. We need to know how she got to this place. And that's what we are here to explain to you. Hashtag free Britney. If you want to follow us further, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Check us out. Tons of content happening on there for just $5 a month. Uh, just every week there's content. It's it's uh, the it's really helpful to keeping the show going too. So please, please take a look at our Patreon. Also, Check us out on twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Jackie and I do a stream called Jackanese. It's incredibly fun. We get very drunk. So look at look there to us and Natalie. Uh, follow me, the Natty Jean. 
and uh, Page 7 LPN. And we have shirts now in yeah. the merch store. Yes, Hell please yeah. check them out. We got Page 7 shirts. We've got Hakuna Buffucket shirts. You can go to lastpodcastmerch.com and they are there for you and your purchasing power. And Jackie. And my name is Jackie. And mm-hmm. I will be um, crying over the next couple of weeks about Britney Spears. And come come have a cry with me. And you can see my tears on my Instagram account at Jack That Worm. Cry me a river. Cry me a river. Cry me, cry me. Cry me, cry me. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. And more sadness to come. Bye. Bye. Hashtag free Britney. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.